At the time that Melissa was saying this, Teresa was calling her a stripper. And remember that whole season. And Jacqueline, who is a very honest person, actually called Teresa out for starting the stripper rumor, which is one of the reasons Teresa and her friendship really fell apart. Yeah. Because she said, this was all you're doing. You knew these people. You told them. You brought them on the show for this. And so Melissa was like, see, even your friend is saying this. Welcome to Cocktails and Gossip, the podcast where we drink cocktails, but you better believe we're going to spill the tea. We chat reality TV, celebrity blinds, and the hottest tea from bravoandcocktails.com. And as always, it's all alleged and just for fun. We do not verify our blinds. I'm B, And I'm Amanda. Let's get into this week's tea. What's up, cocktailers? Hi, cocktailers. I have to tell you guys, and I think you'll all feel the same way, had a proud friend moment today because this week, B, you were featured in an LA Times article about your Instagram account. It was so funny. Oh, first of all, um, when the LA Times, when the writer emailed me, first I was shocked. I was like, oh my God, why do they want to interview me? And when I posted it, someone's like, oh, my God, did they write a hit piece on you? (laughs) (laughs) And thankfully, it was not a hit piece. So it was myself and my friends over at Real Moms of Bravo and my friend Best of Bravo and Queens of Bravo, who's another big account, and myself. And basically, the writer is a big Bravo fan. And she wanted to kind of tap into some of the accounts and basically it's a piece on how social media and the fandom and Twitter and Instagram has like changed the landscape of Bravo and how they listen to the opinions of the followers and the fans and the accounts. So it was, it was so humbling because there are so many great accounts they could have featured. I mean... Amanda, you've gotten to know a lot of, well, you've always followed a lot of the accounts, but now with this, you've obviously gotten to know Larry. You've spoke with some of the other accounts I'm friends with, and you'll be meeting more of them as time goes and they come on the pod. And there's so many amazing accounts that that they could have featured. So I, I feel very honored that they chose Bravo and Cocktails. Yeah. I mean, I thought she did a really nice job. Uh, Well, first of all, I loved, I forget who it was. I think it was the author who compared the Bravo sphere to the Marvel universe (laughs) and how people follow it very closely, want to know who's coming in and out and like, what's, you know, like they want to know spoilers and stuff. But I was like, that's actually a really, I think, great comparison, right? Because the fans are just as invested and just as interested in hearing about what's going on behind the scenes. But I thought she did a really good job of kind of explaining how how in the last few years there's been this switch now where she didn't say break the fourth wall, but she brings up the fact that on the shows they've started to show some of the fan accounts. So I think they showed Queens of Bravo, one of their posts. They talked to you and how you showed the Louis video. And so I thought, I just thought they did a really good job of kind of explaining to somebody who isn't like us who's paying attention to everything and who might not know about all of us and did so in a way that really was interesting, had that kind of personal touch, you know, on you and on the other accounts. So totally great. So yeah, Yvonne, the writer reached out to me yesterday and she was like, B, I just want to give you a heads up tomorrow. The article is going to be published online and in print on Sunday. So then I'm laying in bed last night and I'm remembering, because when you get on the phone with a writer, you know me very well, Amanda, now. I'm not, by nature, I'm an, I say what's on my mind. I mean, yes, of course I filter things. I'm not, I'm not Ramona Singer, but I'm an open book, especially, it sounds, it sounds contradictory because I'm anonymous in the fact that I don't say my name and I don't say where I live, but I'm an open book as far as who I am as a person and that like, you know, my, right. You don't hold guts. back. Right. Like what <laughs> yeah. I'm about and, and what I think and what I feel. And 
I said a lot of things that I was laying there going like, oh, if she says that, how is that going to like come across? And I was so happy. First she picked, and I think that, you know, the cocktailers know this. I started the account when my mom was sick. I had time and we spoke about this on the pod without my two young kids. And I was sitting in a waiting room like, I'm going to make one of these accounts because I always followed all the Bravo memes and stuff. And the other thing for me is that I grew up watching Days of Our Lives with Lisa Renna as Billy. And I kind of stopped watching when I was like a teen and in my 20s because it just seemed like it was too fantasy-based. And when The Housewives came out, I was in my late teens, right? I guess when OC came out. And for me, it filled that void of soap opera, but it was more my speed. And I really do liken it to our generation's soap operas i mean poor soap operas all but died some of them are on like streaming networks but i think that these reality housewife shows killed soap operas (laughs) but you know the same way oh go ahead no i was just gonna say the same way that my mom used to get soap opera digest and i wouldn't call it a book club but her friends would come over and they'd sit around and they'd my mom wasn't a drinker but you know they'd have coffee the ones that had wine would have wine and they would talk about the episodes and they would go through Reader's Digest and be like, did you see what Peter Reckle, he was the actor who played Bo, said about hope in real life? And it's basically what you and I do every week. So Mm -hmm. it's like, it's our version of soap operas. And for me, it's my version of it, but it's also a familiar, it's familiar. And this week was actually three years since my mom passed. So it was pretty incredible that I created this when she first was sick and when the article came out, I like really smiled to myself because I know how proud she would be to know that I took a hard time because my mother was a very get on with it kind of person, right? Mm -hmm. She never raised us to wallow in it. She never wallowed in her own circumstances when, you know, when her own mother passed and when other hardships she faced, she didn't ignore them. She dealt with them. But she always pushed through and enjoyed life. And I know that she would want me to do the same. And this account and this, the whole podcast and the website and all of that really was created out of, out of turning like that hard time into something that I could channel positively. So it's pretty incredible. And I'm very, very grateful. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's a coincidence, the timing that that, of that article coming out, that it's almost three years to the day. I think your mom is smiling down, but I think, you know, the other reason that, you know, your account and I think some of these other accounts is, is that you do have, you know, such a, an honest perspective. It's, you know, a lot of it is like the funny, the, the talent you have for making memes and the talent, you know, but I love uh, reading more and I want to listen to Real Moms of Bravo. I want to listen to their podcast and hear more about that because the article talked about, you know, how they had a perspective on Candace from Potomac going through IVF. And IVF is something that we have talked about here, having, you know, both of us had, you know, multiple friends going through it and knowing what an awful, you know, and a hard, hard experience it is just on somebody's body. And anyway, it was a great it was a great article and it just, it honestly, I think it was nice to hear this reporter, you know, who we know is a fan, but to kind of explain what's going on. And I don't want to say the word legitimize it because (laughs) we know that, you know, we know from a lot of different things, but maybe to kind of lift the curtain on this world that we all really enjoy being in for other people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think it's, I mean, social media has changed so many aspects of our lives and, you know, entertainment is no different. I mean, even the A-list celebs, you know, there's accounts, our accounts are Bravo centric and reality TV centric, but we touch on, you know, the big dogs too like the A-list splits and all that when we get that. And certainly there's other accounts like Dumois and, you know, many others that more focus in on the A-listers. And don't think they're not watching. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're watching those accounts. The Kardashians are clocking who's posting about them. I will never forget there was, and I mean, the Kardashians after the Balenciaga, the Kim, whatever, but 
when I was first starting out, I made a funny meme about Kris Jenner because one of their things dropped and I like did a meme about her like typing fast. It was whatever. It was like a, a gif. Khloe Kardashian commented and I remember like being like, oh my God, like Khloe Kardashian saw my freaking meme. And you know, when you're new, that, awesome. that stuff is like so cool. You get used to it, but it's very cool. There's some people you never get used to. Like Dr. Nicole commented on something today and I was like, oh my God, I love her. Oh my gosh. I need you to ask her where she got that blue hat that she was wearing a couple episodes when they are ago when they were at the beach. I I bet I you she got it at hat. the at the boutique, Amore Soul. Oh, I bet you're right. Because she shops there and well, I think she kind of has a partnership with them and they have gorgeous hats. I have a hand painted hat. I'm gonna look next time I'm down. I'll look for you next time I'm in. I need so flow hat. I really, or if they have it in like even in a different color, it is so cute. So well, cute. congratulations! It's it was it was a really exciting day when when it came out. I was on the Peloton, so my Peloton was not like the best, <laughs> but I really enjoyed reading the article. <laughs> okay, so great week for Southern Charm fans this week, and we know we have quite a few cocktailers who are into it, so. Why don't you start by like just telling us a little bit about what you're hearing about the new people coming on. So three new people, three new men, all around 40 years old. One is a successful gay man, big personality. I have some names, but so full disclosure, and you guys know this about me, like some accounts like my friend Larry is so good at remembering the names and put like, I'm fly by the seat of my pants, right? So We'll get to know who he is. Then a Persian guy from Ohio who has lived in Charleston for over 10 years. Great addition. Friends with everyone on the cast. Smart, witty, kind, but can definitely hold his own and throw some shade if he needs to. And then the third guy from D.C. And as luck would have it, Amanda, we have um, some of his some of his acquaintances happen to be my followers. <laughs> he doesn't have the best reputation around town. He thinks he's hot stuff. Again, this is this is what was sent to me. I don't know the guy from mm-hmm. a can of paint. He thinks he's hot stuff because he owns... So he bought these rental properties he turned into Airbnbs called The Inn. This person claims there's some question as to whether his businesses are legit. Hmm. And I'm sure you saw the video I posted last night. It was a clip of Taylor in a bar with a guy and he kind of pats her on the tush and yes. seemed flirty. That's the guy. His name is Jarrett Thomas, or people call him JT. A follower said that he, while he was building the inn, which is the Airbnbs, he lived in an Airstream. Do you know what an Airstream is? Yeah. It's those metal, like, you don't want to call them a camper or a trailer because there's, like, kind of a cult following specifically. Like, do you remember a long time ago, like, before he was married, Matthew McConaughey lived in, like, a silver camper on yes. the beach in Malibu, that's an yes. airstream. Yeah. So I Googled it because I was picturing that, but I wasn't 100% sure. Okay, so that could be a whole podcast on itself because some of these things are very high tech, like sleep eight people, like very luxurious inside. So he lived in one of those. I don't know if it was super high tech or if they have like more normal ones, but they're all very nice. And so, you know, the person that messaged me that knows him well, no, no, no. So there's a couple people that message. So there's someone in Charleston who messaged. And I'm like, what's the deal? Like, they look flirty. They told me that they know that Taylor had hooked up with one of JT's friends. But they do think that something is brewing between JT and Taylor. So they're not, like, together. But clearly there may be a little flirt hookup thing going on. The chemistry with those two is jumping off the screen. Like... There is chemistry with those two. I mean, he smacks her kind of on the butt playfully, but like, they're not like making out or anything, but there's, you can just feel it. So I got Mm -hmm. way more than friends vibes from that. Totally. But they are in a bar drinking. So that could also be that they're both single, attractive and buzzed. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're dating. I don't know. I saw what I saw. I said what I said. I think there's chemistry there. We'll see. I'm just ready for the Shep flip out when it happens. Oh, he's not going to handle this well. He isn't. And you know what, Shep? I'm going to tell you right now. Don't 
call her out. Don't say that she's getting around. Don't don't do that. Don't go there. It's you know like you had your chance with her. You could have locked her down and you didn't. Yeah. So and then who? What was the thing about the other guy that was gonna come on, but maybe now isn't? So apparently there was some guy named Alec who the picture he looks like very handsome and people are saying Austin was jealous about a new handsome guy joining the cast and that he had a contract but then suddenly production told him forget it again Mm -hmm. it seems a little off to me if you have maybe the contract wasn't signed maybe he was in talks maybe the guy is putting it out there that Austin was involved and really he wasn't right because the thing is I mean we know Austin to be many things, but I feel like once somebody has that reputation, they just people will just pin everything on them. And mm-hmm. the same person told me that <laughs> Austin text messaged TJ this week from Southern Hospitality and said, "Go ahead and use my name to move up. You need me. Don't forget it." <laughs> I mean, I have okay. no receipts, so I'm just repeating what was said. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, well, I want to see who this Alec guy is, and maybe who knows? Maybe they'll bring him in partway through the season or or what. But I'm happy to hear that there is somebody from the LGBT community coming on because I feel like that has been something that we haven't really seen on that show. Right. So it's good to see a little diversity coming in from that perspective. I think. And shout out to Family Karma and Southern Hospitality, who are both nominated for GLAAD Reality Television Awards. Yes. Super cool. Like just we were saying last week, like we're seeing some stuff on Southern Hospitality we really haven't seen on other reality shows in terms of, you know, you know, that whole story with Mikkel getting upset when somebody else was like pushing the other guy to you know share his sexuality right i just thought it was an interesting story so okay and then we know so we know that we know vanita is coming back we know taylor obviously we saw her shooting we are hearing olivia is back do we have any new girls or is it all dudes that are new I'm sure there's going to be some other women in the mix. Filming's in full force. We're seeing videos. We're being sent pictures. But specifically, I can't think... I may have... You know, like I said, until I see... Until I know people, it's all a blur. I know People were annoyed because it's all new. It's three new guys. But I definitely think we'll be seeing more ladies. And you know, Amanda, I do have something to share in regards to me and Austin. Oh, I I actually don't know the whole thing with this, but I know what you're talking about. I want to hear the story. I feel like we should say that for Cocktail Party Bonus Pod, because I think it's pretty juicy. Or at least I hope it's juicy. It is pretty juicy. Okay. Cocktailers Let's will really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, but that I think is definitely one of those that we should should save for our for our crew. Yes. Okay, and then in the last few days, I can't remember what day it was, but it was Katie Maloney's birthday. I think it was over the weekend, and we saw a video that you posted of Tom and Katie out to eat at some restaurant. They were, like, very, they weren't trying to hide. They were, you know, towards the front of the restaurant, it looked like. It seemed like a pretty friendly vibe. Totally. Do you remember when like JLo and Paris Hilton would go to the Ivy and sit by the white fence and it would be in like Us Weekly and People magazine and it was totally that they wanted to be seen? Oh, yeah, because (laughs) I have done a lot of work. I used to do, especially back in those days, I used to do more work in L.A. and you would walk by and the paparazzi would just be standing there kind of waiting to see who was going to walk in. So 100%. Totally reminded me of that. Like, they wanted to be seen. Katie... Okay, so Katie came out and said the vibes are off with Lala. So I went digging. Well, okay, so she said the vibes were off. And then Lala recently, today, yesterday, whatever, said in her podcast 
Yeah, apparently the vibes are off. I got these nasty messages from her. I mean, I forgot her birthday. It was Martin Luther King Day. I was busy. There's more to the story. I did a little, like, outsourcing, and what I learned was Katie was pissed because, yes, Lala maintained a friendship with Sheena, but apparently, like, shared with Katie that, like, you know, she had mixed feelings about Sheena. She was doesn't have the highest opinion of her. And then they were hanging out all the time. This is going back to November, right? So after BravoCon, right, because we said they were hanging in BravoCon, they, like, shared a room, Katie and Lala. So they were tight. And apparently Katie went to her and was like, what's the story with you always, every day, being with Sheena? And, like, you're the one who's talking smack about her. And Lala basically was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Your drama. I've got bigger fish to fry. I'm busy. Girl, bye. And didn't talk to her. Went on to hang out with Sheena every single day, which all us social media people know because we see it. And then out of nowhere, kind of messages or calls Katie like everything's all good. And we all know Katie Maloney don't play that. So that's the version that I heard. And based on what Lala said, Lala didn't point any fingers at Katie. So it kind of seems like it's legit, right? Because if Lala had something to say about... She did say, like, I'm busy with stuff. If I forget your birthday, whatever. So she's trying to play it like she's busy. And Katie's like, no, 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 no. You were being two-faced about Sheena. Again, this is not, like, deep beef. I never really thought it was some big, egregious thing. No, but I would... I just kind of trying to put myself in their shoes. I could see how Katie would be like, what the fuck? Like, you know, Sheena, you're pretty much encouraging... Rochelle to hang to make out with Tom. I mean, at least that's what it seems like. And if not, even if you're not encouraging it, you're also not like saying, you know, like you're not shutting it down either, which would right. not feel very good if you're Katie, right? And right. like Rochelle's going to do what she's going to do. But if, if Sheena's kind of sitting there shipping it, it's like, I would be annoyed with her, too. So I get it. And then if Lala keeps hanging out with Sheena, then it makes it feel like she's okay with it, with it too. So and I, I get it. I mean, they were together for so long, and now we see them out to lunch on friendly terms. Do we think there's a reconciliation, or has that completely, is that sailed? Like, that's done? I mean, maybe they're, maybe they've just realized they're better off as friends. I know quite a few people who are on really great, very friendly terms with their exes. Especially, well, both people actually who have kids together and don't. I don't know. Maybe it's that. See, I think with kids, it makes the transition easier because, you know, you're co-parenting. So over time, it can work itself into a friendship. But I think without the kids... I don't know. I guess it was sort of amicable, but then it wasn't when he was like making out with Raquel everywhere and telling her he wasn't and then her seeing pictures of it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel a little bit, I wonder too, if Katie has been feeling kind of like the odd person out here, right? Because she still, you know, we know she still hangs out with Stasi, you know, Christina Kelly. And we know, and Christina. But we know that, like, Sheena and Lala have have all been hanging out. And then, you know, they're going to the bar. And they're still hanging. And they're hanging out with Rochelle. So I wonder if a little bit of it, too, is Kitty's like, well, you know, if she, assuming she wants to be on Vanderpump and it's continuing to film. I mean, that there could be, like, a I better make, you know, preserve this friendship. Right, with Tom, kind of. And not that I'm saying that she's being manipulative necessarily, but you know, I think not even filming. Just the fact knows? that they live and work because that's their work in the same place and have so many mutuals. It's not as easy to just cut it off. Right. 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 Exactly. Okay. What else do we have? Oh, Kim Zolciak, Beerman. So we've been. People have been asking us for a while, and something just popped up yesterday. So we got a couple different emails from a cocktailer who has access to 
whatever that database is. So I don't know if it's a real estate database or if it's like some sort of mortgage or financial one, but they sent us documents with information. So here's what the email said. It said, I've been checking the county records for the past few months. It had been tagged auction since your first tip back in October, November. Today is the first time, January 17th in parentheses, that I've seen it switch to pre-foreclosure. Not sure if their friend with money backed out or what. So we know, we've, we've known something was fishy. It was very confusing. However, the documents clearly now state as of the 17th pre-foreclosure. And a source expects they'll be out by March. You know, Cocktailers also pointed out because I blocked her back when I did all this because she was going on lives and I was nervous she was going to start reporting me and I get shut down again. But that pictures that she's posting in the house are clearly not like taken in the last day or two or weeks. Christmas time, she didn't decorate for the holidays. I mean, inevitably, these records are public. It's going to come out. Right. And... We're going to know when they move because then they're going to have to move. And however they spin it, we'll know that it was foreclosure because the documents will show us that. And will she ever come out and say it? She won't. She's going to spin it. We do know that she she is having a cameo in Atlanta. She was seen filming. That is confirmed. So listen, let's see how it plays out. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing, too, is so that loan that kind of popped up going to auction before... That was one of the minor loans, not the major. I don't know if this is the major loan or what, but this one is. So it's a loan that the $880,000 loan that is in foreclosure or pre-foreclosure. Our, our real estate expert would have to explain kind of what the difference is. But and once, anyway. I feel like once this is all settled... Maybe we can ha- even have that person come on and explain it for us because I'm sure they can do a better job than we can. <laughs> I know they can't. They can do a better job than I can. <laughs> Same. But yeah, so I mean, and who knows what this will turn into if she, so we know that she did that like short scene or whatever for Atlanta and we know that that's how Vicky started back up and then Vicky started filming more. So you know, it might turn into her being, you know, back on Atlanta. We'll see. I would like it. I I have always. I mean, she's crazy, but I like her. I yeah, I do too, and I I really want to. I cheer for their family. I love that she and Corey are so in love with each other. I think that's that's super. And like, I think he the way that he came in and has been such a great stepfather to the older two girls and like totally agree. they they have a lot of things going for them and so I know you know you and I are but I bet the rest of the cocktailers too are all cheering for the best so we were just talking about OC which reminded me that Shannon Bedore or Storms Bedore I think as she's going by now so she and her boyfriend John broke up and Immediately, he was out at The Quiet Woman, which we have now seen to be a restaurant that a lot of filming takes place at, that he brings a date there. And we actually shared pictures on the membership site and I think on the regular site, too. Yeah, I I did. I did end up sharing them on the regular site, too. What a statement. I mean, wow. I mean, and you know... So apparently when she was on Jeff Lewis, she said that they broke up right after filming, which was like end of October, November. You know that we had been getting information that he's been on dating apps since September and that he's a user. And then Vicky came out and said, and we compared him to Steve Lodge. And then Vicky came out and was like, he's just like Steve Lodge. These men use us. She had some choice words for him. But going to the quiet woman, he wanted someone to send a photograph to Bravo accounts or to tabloids. He wanted that out there. And why? It seems very mean. It does. It seems very petty. It seems very clout chasey to me. Totally. 
totally. So like John, you're done. I'm not posting your picture again. We posted the picture because it was at the quiet woman and we thought you had just broken up. But now we realize you've been trolling dating sites for months and we're done. Yeah. I, you know, I still, I'm still having a hard time like reconciling because I see Shannon so upset on Jeff Lewis's show and like, she's clearly going through heartbreak, but I know what the emails that we've been getting for quite a while about, and you know, maybe it was all from him. Maybe he thought they had an arrangement and he has been the one that, you know, wanted out this whole time and... And but even Shannon Amanda, didn't... look at Vicky, who was on the girls' trip, crying her heart out, but then saying they hadn't been sleeping together or with each other in 13 months, other than talking on the phone and occasionally seeing each other. So there's a level of delusion with both of them, because these are parallel stories. I mean, listen, I'm not giving Steve Lodge or John, whatever the hell his name is, any credit. They're scumbags. However... If a scumbag's being a scumbag and you're choosing to ignore it because he hasn't officially said to you we're done, I mean, at what point is that your own, you know, the old, your own world that you're living in? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. To I the point I, that he yeah. shows up at the quiet woman a couple of days after you're crying on Jeff Lewis. Get the hell out of here. Like, what, what are dick. they? They literally are stomping on them until they finally announce they're broken up. In both cases. Publicly stomping on them. I mean, Steve Lodge was engaged and getting married a couple of days after Vicky finally announced it. And Shannon was, the next day he was at The Quiet Woman. It's like, come on. Gross. It grosses me out. So, I don't even know, like, I don't know if you even read this. So, Teresa came out in an interview saying that, when her youngest daughter graduates high school in like four years, she and Louie plan to move to California. Do you think that she would try to do a show move as part of that? Like Beverly Hills or OC? <laughs> I did. I just actually pulled this a little while ago. I did see it. I said, I don't see Beverly Hills at all. I could see a world in which OC would work. Her and Tamara would probably go at it. I can actually see her being friends with Gina. You know, Gina's like that, like, Long Island kind of Jersey feel. Do I think she's yeah. ever actually going to move to California? Not really. I don't ever see that happening. I think, I don't, he posted this really creepy video yesterday. A bunch of people sent to me in the kitchen. And he's like, the, the camera's right up in his face. He's beat red. His eyes are bulging. And he's like, I just got home from work. Side note, where do you work? I thought you were fired. <laughs> from your own company. I just got home from work and I'm motivating you all. In life, you build a family and going on and on. And then he pans and you see Teresa, Gia, and Gia's boyfriend sort of look like they're being held captive, be quite honest with you. <laughs> they're like just <laughs> staring. And this is my family. And we built this family. And this is my, my family. This is Gia's boyfriend. <laughs> this is Gia. And this is, hi, honey. And she's like, hi, honey. Like, even she was not into it. It was Weird. Weird. I gotta go back and look at that video. It's I in my stories. Kind of, it's super creepy. I kind of scrolled past it just because I, he, the bulging eyes kind of freaked me out. But that reminds me so much of like, these are my brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's talking about becoming a better man. And like, what did you do? Did you kill? Are you Jeffrey Dahmer? Like, what did you do that you have to become a better man and talk about it every time? I, 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 I can't. Maybe he just got he just got out of the pit at the warrior camp again. Like maybe they, he was in the bottom of the six foot pit and he <laughs> did another warrior camp. He and crawled his came way back out again. And he's all pumped up. It sounds like I it. I mean, who knows? I do want to know where he's saying that he's working though. I'm curious. I'll have to go and Deep dive see if it. I can see anything. And then. Jacqueline this week, did you see that she has been talking on social? I saw. Interesting. It's very interesting to me. So she said, like, she's kind of coming out against Melissa Gorga and saying, I think the words she used are, like, nasty and conniving. And then she also said, it's right when Melissa started coming on the show, coming around, that Jacqueline's friendship with Teresa changed, and she's questioning if Melissa had something to do with that, and Melissa is also taking 
that Melissa's taking Caroline's side. Well, Melissa does seem to be forming an alliance with Caroline. We've seen them at BravoCon taking pictures, commenting on each other's photos. I certainly think that she's laying the groundwork so that if Caroline came back, that would be an alliance for her. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then she says that Melissa told her negative things, which I think is true. But at the time that Melissa was saying this, Teresa was calling her a stripper. And remember that whole season. And Jacqueline... Mm -hmm who is a very honest person, actually called Teresa out for starting the stripper rumor, which is one of the reasons Teresa and her friendship really fell apart. Yeah. Because she said, this was all you're doing. You knew these people. You told them. You brought them on the show for this. And so Melissa was like, see, even your friend is saying this. Now, where I feel a little disconnect, and again, Jacqueline's perspective and her experience certainly is her own, and I do think she's an honest person. But... I think that Melissa deciding to make up with Teresa had a lot to do with her in-laws and her husband and just wanting there to be peace. She said as much. Do I think that since they were on the same show, Melissa wanted it to go away so Teresa would kind of just be normal with her on the show? For sure. And I think that Jacqueline was kind of like, how dare you make up with her after I took went against my friend and told you what she's been doing to you behind your back and then you just forgive her. And Mm -hmm. Teresa never accepted Jacqueline back after that. We know that she holds a grudge. Like, you told Melissa what I was doing, even though I was doing it, and even though you were telling the truth, not that Teresa would ever admit that, but we know that, right, as viewers. I am never going to let you back in the fold. And, I mean, she cut out Kathy and Rosie in the same way because they made a comment about her parents that she didn't like. She never spoke to them again. She referred to them as cutting out the cancer. So Jacqueline never got past that Melissa made up with Teresa and Teresa didn't want to be friends with Melissa. I mean, with Jacqueline. So then Jacqueline was kind of off the show because Teresa didn't need her anymore and the show very much became the Teresa Militia show. And that's when they brought the twins on. And that's when they brought Amber Marchese. And she was just left in the dust, right? So I do believe that Jacqueline, from her seat, I can see why she's mad at Melissa. But I think from Melissa's seat, it's like, that's my family. Yeah, she did fucked up things, but I chose to forgive her. And if she chooses not to forgive you, that's between you and her. Right? Yeah. So I also think, listen, Jacqueline's name comes up for these girls' trips. We know she lives in Vegas, but who knows? Money talks. God knows they could use the money. So maybe there's a world within which she is back on the show and she's Team Teresa and now they're against Melissa. I don't know. People relocate for a lot less than television contract. Yeah. Well, I also don't think it's a coincidence that we're seeing her be more vocal on social media, more active, talking about the kind of stuff when she kind of wouldn't before. Like, to me, that means, like, she's opening the door for some sort of return, you know? Totally. Yeah. We know that Caroline does not talk to her brother. They had a falling out. Caroline feels that he took advantage of Chris and Albie with the Blackwater. Caroline still does talk to Jacqueline and Ashley, Clearly, if she's not speaking to her brother, I don't think it's a close relationship, but they are not on bad terms. And Jacqueline clearly is speaking out positively about Caroline, which is nice to see. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. This the Jersey stuff is always so messy, which is why we love it. I know. I can't wait. I'm so excited for it to come back on. Oh, okay, it's going to be so, so good. What day was it? Oh, I guess it was January 11th because it was January 11th at 11.11. Larsa posts a picture and like goes public on Instagram with her boyfriend, Marcus, (laughs) which we've been talking about that they're not just friends for For a a long time. Shocker, guys. Come on. She knew she was going to be exposed at the reunion. She's been exposing people all season. You think that these girls aren't going to come on? You think Dr. Nicole and you think they're not going to say, oh, yeah, and you've been with Marcus Jordan for over a year while we were filming last season and you say you're friends. So she confirmed it. We did get that email, though. Yeah. East Coast Housewife. I don't have it. Some East Coast Housewife that it 
it was a recently announced relationship that there is a rumored engagement. So yeah. it could be them. Totally could be them. I wonder if she'll stay on Olden fans if they get engaged. <laughs> so I looked now that I looked into him like to see he owns some store that has like 400,000 followers. I don't know if it's I'm sure it's like an online store. I don't know. I don't know if they have like a storefront, a brick and mortar or mortar. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's Michael Jordan's son. So I'm sure whatever store he owns had good capital, good capital to start up. It's not like he's opening a joint with Mia. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wanted to tell you. So, well, we talked about this a little bit on our call with the Cocktail Party crew this week, which was super fun. So Lenny, I guess, has not just the mistress, the Catherine Mazeppa person, but he has another girlfriend, I guess, and they're like public, publicly out, all three of them. It makes me so sick to my stomach. I I really, I just can't. Yeah. So I don't, well, I can't either, but I brought it up. So I feel like I got to share with the cocktail, the cocktailers. So I won't share her name, but according to what we have heard, there's two girlfriends they know about each other. I guess they go out publicly and they like like each other's Instagram posts, which is very interesting. But yeah, it's the Katrine or Catherine Mazeppa and then this other girlfriend. I looked a little bit into her, the, the other girlfriend that we haven't been hearing much about. And she is, quote unquote, the founder of a boutique advertising, marketing and PR agency. Oh, bullshit. Which, of course, she runs immediately scams. gets my attention. <laughs> right. So you go to her website and on her website, where she's showing like showing off her social media work, it's all like pictures of like minor celebrities or influencers posing with like a bunch of like the the shopping bags and like luxury goods for those like you know, get more followers giveaways, which I have heard pretty much not all of them, but pretty much all of them are total scams. Totally. So that's literally all that's on her page is that on her, on her like homepage. It's all of that stuff, which just seems kind of suspicious to me because that's not really. If she I... had a successful business, she wouldn't need to be in a thruple with a still married <laughs> man who's botching people's breasts all around the south of Florida. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's yeah, strange. I, can't, and just, I don't want to yeah. keep cursing Amanda, but give me a fucking break with this guy. I, I What about when he uh, he's demanding, after he tells her to go fuck herself, he's demanding chunky peanut butter strawberries and bananas are you gonna go shopping soon i would take that banana and you want to know where i put it i think you know where i put it that's exactly what lisa said and like i mean it is so absurd they're all kind of laughing about it because it's like you've got to be fucking kidding me like he is he even amanda's cursing guys i know well i do do i feel like i do more than you do but anyway you're right like let's let's stop giving him any more air. Okay. I think, I mean, we have to talk about Potomac. I just like put me on the Emmy committee because I formally submit this latest episode for every award. It was, I thought like one of the best episodes of housewives I remember seeing recently, which has been like, there's been a lot of good, good housewives TV because of Miami being like, you know, fire this, this whole season. But I texted you because I'm like, have you watched this? I'm like, where did this come from? So the ladies are at dinner the first night in Mexico and Charisse tells everyone at the table that Karen went to rehab in Miami and that her friends came down to Miami and busted her out of rehab to go partying. Okay. First of all, Robin... And Giselle brought her on because they didn't have the balls. If this is true, 
or if it's not true. This is a narrative, whether it be true or not. If Karen did have a substance abuse problem and they outed her like this at a dinner belligerently, that's fucked up. I mean, yeah, I don't know if she's struggling with sobriety. I clearly remember her getting drunk. I think it was last season on Fireball and like saying a lot of stuff that she later regretted. And then I remember Robin and Giselle being like, oh, see, she's not letting herself drink. And she was blaming like a stomach ache. And then another time she was blaming antibiotics. So like, I don't know. I I don't like Sharice. I don't think she has good intentions. I think that she's bitter that she was cut and she's tried to get back on since. I don't think she herself wants to bear her dirty laundry and I think she shows up and calls everybody else out when get the hell out of here I I just don't like her and I love Karen and I don't know I the only thing that I will say is that if this is true you know the grand dame if this is true it's gonna come out okay people are gonna start digging so own it yeah and share it you know, that that's that's what I would say. But I feel like Karen's behavior and, like, the reason she won't say why she doesn't like Sharice. And then her saying, no, we're good, we're good, but then not really being good. And then completely freaking out about, in my mind, I did not see Sharice say anything denigrating about her Karen's mother. I think she just brought up, like... You know, I went to the funeral and then Karen literally flips out. But I feel like that was Karen trying to cause like a diversion away from what Sharice was really trying to bring up at the table. So I don't know if it was a rehab thing or the boyfriend thing or both. But I see through you, Karen, on that. And I agree. Like she's Karen, I think sometimes is a little slower to own it Mm -hmm. and you know, like no one's perfect, but we all see through, we all see through that behavior. And then she's like, I don't recall banging on the table. I'm like, how do you not remember banging <laughs> on the table when like the dish, all the dishes were clattering? I but, mean, I then, guess I have a double standard because I totally feel that if you're on reality TV, we're going to dig and we're going to find out and we're going to talk about it. But for some reason, I feel bad when it comes to Karen. And I think, and I said this about Phaedra, about, like, respecting your elders. And I don't know. There's something about Karen to me that is, like, untouchable. Like, because I feel, I think, okay, I'm going to say it like this. I feel that she delivers enough without it. Like, she gives us enough without it. So, unlike Robin, who does not give enough without digging into other people's You know, speaking of Robin, it is really strange to me, and I think we know why. I think all the other stuff that we've been hearing and then we hear on the preview, I mean, even the preview for next week was really good, where she's, they say we know about Juan's blonde girlfriend, because I do, I agree, Robin's been just not sharing much, like, seeing the boys get fitted for the suit, like... Who cares? And then they're talking about how they're going to find somewhere, like, in the Cape or whatever to do the wedding. And then she brings out, like, we don't even know as viewers that she they changed their mind and they're going to... Now they're planning for Jamaica, like, or the Bahamas. I forget what she said. Right. I don't know. It's, it's weird that Robin... But I think we know why Robin's being so cagey. Well, I mean... We're sitting at a dinner. Your husband is being sued and potentially losing employment because allegedly he was told that a player was being sexually abused by a co- another coach, not your husband, and your and your husband didn't do anything about it. And we're going to talk about a rehab stint that Karen may or may not have done a decade ago. <laughs> okay. Like, come on. I mean... And I'm sorry, this it's... is the third year where her storyline is her wedding. The fourth year, because we had the engagement. We had two seasons right. of, we had a COVID, then we had a, oh, we're thinking about it, and now we have a, oh, God, when are we going to do enough, enough? Yeah. We had the I Robin and Lazy season. That mm. was like a whole season. That was her storyline. 
that she wouldn't get out of bed. She's pretty she fit for lazy. somebody who laid in bed. I mean, usually your muscles and your tone go away. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just also, I'm sorry, but, like, if you have kids, like, you just, you can't lay in bed all the time. So, I'm like, I just don't, I never really believed that either. And I get things are complicated. And I, I do know, and we said this on the pod, at BravoCon, Robin was, like, an angel to, I think it was Shannon, when she didn't have any security, she sent hers over. And I do understand that it becomes your livelihood, and you rely on it, and maybe you don't want to air all your dirty laundry. But, yeah. There you are so intent on airing everyone else's, so it makes me not feel sorry. I don't see Karen airing airing it, although she did respond when she was attacked, like, your fake wedding. And then Karen came out on social media and was like, I could have said a lot worse, and I didn't. Yeah. Well, it looks like she's going to say worse next week. The the whole lunch where they go off to the cenote and Candace and Ashley are having, like, an actually productive, civilized conversation. Like, that felt actually really satisfying to me. What did you think? I really want them to be friends. I think they have so much more in common than they do different. And yeah, they're similar ages, and they're both intelligent and strong. And I wish they would let that happen and stop letting other people interfere with that because they're both smart enough to know better, but they both have hot tempers. I have to say, Candace has done for me a 360. I really could mm-hmm. never could not stand her the last couple of seasons. I adore her now. I think she's fantastic. I think it's very unfair because it's completely fabricated what's being done about her marriage and her husband. Mm-hmm. So... I think she's having a great season. I totally agree. I think, you know, she's always had the one-liners, but I just didn't, I just didn't care for her. I think she's matured a little bit too. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I agree. Like I see her differently this, <laughs> this season and like her line when she was talking about Jacqueline and Mia, when she's like, you can't take the so you can take the hoe out of the strip club, but not the strip club out of the hoe. And she's like, it's hoes everywhere. Hoes at the bank and at Walmart at the table with me. She's had great. Not today, Nick. She's had great one-liners. She's great. She's she really great TV. Has. You know, and we talk about the Mia and Wendy fight. Yeah. I have to tell you the truth. I don't like Mia. <laughs> She's in the Sharice bucket for me. And then, you know, fans don't really love Wendy. I, I like Wendy because I like, there's, there's times I don't like Wendy. I think she can be a little bit petty because I think she gets very defensive, but I like her family. I think her husband is so adorable. I think her kids are adorable. I like their relationship. I like how she's a, we saw her be such a good friend to Candace. And I see, I love that she's smart. I don't care that she brags about her degrees. Like, and not to sound like, oh, whatever, but, you know, if somebody has advanced degrees, it's hard work. And, mm-hmm. you know, they give up a lot to get them. And I don't see any, like, to me, doctor, be it medical, be it, you know, a professor, I respect that. You know, there's a reason why people get to call you doctor because you put in work that other people didn't want to be bothered to put in. So I, that doesn't make Absolutely. me angry. I don't know. I, I, I get it annoys me. And I never really saw I guess some people saw it as like her rubbing it in other people's faces, which I don't believe was initially her intention. I think she went there when people went places with her. But I don't believe that was initially her intention. I don't mind talking about the degrees. I just don't like if you're going to be, you know, tearing other people down for not having them or implying that you're smarter than them because you have them, you know, and it's that kind of stuff and the kind of talking down stuff that I don't care for in Wendy. And like, I want to see Wendy stay on TV and do the political commentary and all of that stuff. I thought that stuff was so much more interesting than her saying, like, I want to start a candle line and I want to start a restaurant and, like, that kind of stuff. Like, let's see more of the, you know, her political commentator, like, career and 
that kind of stuff I found so much more interesting than what I've found from her lately. Absolutely. And then, okay, like, I agree with you with Mia, but do we, do we even care? I mean, I think we care about the Jacqueline and Mia fight because I think what was really happening, I'm so curious to get your thoughts, but I think, I think that Jacqueline is really hurt because she thought her friendship was stronger than with me with Jacqueline with Mia than what maybe it was or stronger she thought it was stronger than Mia's thirst to be on camera because Mia comes out and says like you slept with multiple married men which I'm guessing is probably true and Jacqueline's just reacting more of like she's denying it but I think what she's upset about is that Mia went there and like brought it up on camera what do you think I think everything I need to know about Mia is summed up in it. I think that she has loyalty to no one, and I don't think that she's a nice person. And I think Jacqueline was a really good friend to her, too good of a friend to her, and I hope that she really never goes back to being her friend. And I hope that Mia's gone next season. (laughs) I just, I'm not a fan of hers. It's, I hate to hate her, like... You know, like Andy says, it's fine if they still want to watch you, but they don't like you, which I felt, I felt that way about many housewives over the years. Vicky, I felt that way about Tamara at points. I felt that way about Rena this season. I don't even want to watch Mia. I fast forward through the scenes of just her. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I mean, I thought she was pretty interesting her first season. But now it just feels like she'll do anything, like anything to stay in the spotlight and her level of pettiness about this Wendy fight and that she will not, you know, and I know she apologized in the last episode, but it, it still did not come off as anything genuine. Like, I just, I'm so over this because I, like, I, she just doesn't seem like she could admit she's wrong. I agree. Absolutely agree. I'm telling you. Well, I those how Potomac much, so ladies. Was that a that was a that was a mid was that a mid season? No, was that a no? I think trailer? Mexico no. is mid season. Okay, I think that that yeah, I think, and it looks like it gets really spicy. So buckle up, everybody. And then in the next few weeks, we've got February. Pump. I don't know when yeah. I'm gonna sleep. <laughs> We have Vanderpump. I didn't tell you this. I Jersey, started watching that Summer House. Ginny and Georgia. What? Okay. I don't so, know how you? How did you? Okay, I'm only like three episodes in because I'm watching this. I'm like, how did B binge this so fast? Those episodes are like an hour a piece. Amanda, I told you I neglected every responsibility I have. <laughs> it is good. Shout out though. to my cousin. I who, like it. Who faithfully listens to me every week. I love you. Aww. She she doesn't live. She When she got married, she moved a couple states away, so we don't get to see each other as often as we would like. But she texted me today. She's like, oh, my God. I'm, I just started Ginny, uh, Georgia. Ginny in Georgia? Georgia? Georgia Ginny yeah. in Georgia. And it's because, like, we just happened to be talking about it, and she had just started it. So I was like, buckle up. And she's got two little ones. Her kids are younger so yeah she's got less freedom <laughs> i know i am to like but i'm you like gotta, into it i just need to find time where you live you get a lot of <laughs> snow take a snow day and i i could really actually would be pretty happy to do that like i used to joke with friends back in the day like that we should just get a hotel room like, just for the moms, sit on the bed, drink some wine, order room service, and just, like, watch our shows in quiet. <laughs> My husband That's has to I sometimes need. travel for work, and when he calls me for the hotel room, I just am so jealous. He'll be like, yeah, the meeting's yeah. finished at 5. I'm just going to skip, like, the dinner. I'm just going to order room service. I have a, I'm have. i going to get a bottle of wine, and I'm like, I hate you. As both my it kids are like, mom, mom, mom. It is like a really actually. I do not nice travel for work. To be traveling for business. Yes. And Unless just, somebody like, wants to give you're... me some gig that involves traveling and nice hotels. <laughs> because that's what you're I need. Another universe. job. 
Cocktailers, we love you. Thank you for tuning in. It's about to rev up because we got a lot of shows coming out. Yeah, here we go, guys. Get ready. Get ready. Thanks, guys. Till next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Just want to ask you guys a favor. Just getting kicked off. So many people have been asking us to do this podcast. So please do subscribe. And if you subscribed, go to your podcast app and hit those three little dots to share with your friends, but only friends who like good tea because the ones who don't care about tea, then like forget them. And don't forget, find us on Instagram at Bravo and cocktails underscore and check out the website because some great tea gets put there daily that would get us kicked off of Instagram. (laughs) So thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, guys. See you next time.